Kia ora and welcome to the New Zealand Property Market Podcast brought to you by CoreLogic, produced by Agents TV for the 27th of July 2020. I'm Head of Research Nick Goodall and I'm joined as per usual by our Senior Property Economist Calvin Davidson down in Christchurch. Calvin, how are you mates? Good weekend down there? Yes, yeah, it was a great weekend actually uh, in terms of the weather. Um, stunner, which I hear it was pretty much nationally, so very happy about that. And um, yeah, highlight for me was uh, I went out for dinner on Saturday night, which uh, with young family hadn't been done for a fair few months. I couldn't even recall how long it was. So that was, uh, that was nice. But it meant um, I did miss the rugby, which in the end, being a Canterbury supporter, wasn't, wasn't the worst thing. So, um, no, nah, going all right. How about you? I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up, mate. Certainly uh, pretty happy to see that result from the Canes. It was it was um, the same time as the Phoenix playing, so I was favouring the Phoenix and they got a decent result against Adelaide, although they could have they missed a penalty in the last sort of five minutes, which would have given them a two one victory, which would have been even sweeter. Um, but I had to admit near the end I was you know, leaving the Phoenix alone to jump across and see what was going on in that Canes uh, Crusaders game and very happy to see that result and certainly keeps the competition wide open as we said a few weeks ago for this competition to be open someone was going to have to go and win in Christchurch so nice to see the Canes were the one that went and broke that duck and evens up our bet from earlier in the season um, but yeah you know for us good weekend all around really sport was all good um, you know I won my football on Saturday afternoon was a tad hungover after having a catch up with some friends on Friday night um, but got through that fine and then yesterday yeah as you say good weather around the country and it was amazing here in Wellington as well we ended up just getting to town walking around Oriental Bay kids you know going and paddling on the water and um, you know getting ice cream and things like that so now really really nice perfect winter's day so just nice to be able to you know get out and enjoy that one um, yesterday afternoon and then yeah get back into work this morning and then just have some technical difficulties we're a bit late recording today my laptop has certainly died a bit of a death so we've been battling away and we're just hoping this recording goes through fine so um, look fingers crossed and we'll kick into it before anything um, you know loses itself on us um, but yeah now nah, all, all good stuff mate so let's let's get into it and uh, you know straight away let's look at those early market indicators we know that um, you know last week carrying on from last week when I sort of talked about these all staying pretty high that's really been the case again CMAs are actually up two percent on prior weeks so those appraisals done by agents and again this seems to back up anecdotes we're hearing of the market being pretty busy plenty of people out there looking including people from overseas or moving back um, these Kiwis coming home and you know maybe surprisingly from my perspective valuations done by the banks up even more you know ten percent ahead on the prior week and remain ahead of the same time last week. So certainly when you're looking at that, there's no sign of you know, COVID-19 inspired things. Yes, we can talk about it's all offset from previous months, but you know, ultimately activity, demand, you know, the likelihood of supply getting up as well as all staying pretty strong. So really interesting stuff from there. Did you check out that report or anything else you've been looking at from listings or other anecdotes from you? Yeah, not so much the early market indicators, but you know we were in that sort of group chat over the weekend with uh, with one of the journalists and about how really strong anecdotal feedback that, that a lot of owner occupiers aren't moving because they just can't find anywhere to go um, because of that shortage of listings that they have to stay put, um, and it's creating this was this was especially in Dunedin, but I'm sure it's applying across the rest of the country too, and it's. It's that vicious circle because they don't list because um, they're not worried or well, they are worried about um, what, where they might go next. That's just creating this shortage of listings and that vicious circle. So it's pretty, um, yeah. So sales activity would be 
would be even higher if, if people were, were getting out there and, and looking to move. So, yeah, really interesting. And the implications for prices, especially in Dunedin and, and other parts of the country where it might be happening, are, are quite supportive because um, just that shortage of property and still lots of active buyers. And so, yeah, it's all, it's just that's, again, that sense of normality that we've been talking about. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those people, as you say, not listing, they are worried if they do sell and can't find it somewhere else, how long are they out of the market for? And given we haven't seen the downturn, when people might be like, well, actually, if I was out of the market, you might be able to time that right, given that doesn't seem to be the case. And you see everyone adjusting their you know, projections for where property prices are going to go. And certainly, you know, towards the 5%, not the 15 or 20, which some economists were picking early, uh, does mean that yeah, people are worried if they get out of the market for any long period of time that they're going to be you know, falling behind. And so they are concerned about listing and not buying the next property. And that's those movers that, you know, I think shows up in our data, shows up whenever there's, you know, other you know, interesting times in the market, like the GFC, the movers hold back. They don't want to go and you know, maybe take on extra debt, but they also don't want to be stuck out of the market. So it does back up a lot of stuff we're thinking. And as you said, pretty, pretty interesting anecdote, even though it was specific around Dunedin, it's definitely relevant around the rest of the country. And, you know, I'm finding certainly strong demand. People, lots of people talking to me, as uh, you know, as someone that's in the market with lots of data and information, and, and out there, any of my friends or family and things that are looking to buy property, I'm getting lots of texts from them at the moment saying, you know, what's going on and, and where where are things at. So, you know, it's a very um, personal side of the anecdotes as well as people asking me what's going on um, as an indicator to yeah, there's still lots of plenty of demand out there. People that were looking to buy property are continue to do so, and that, again, that's backed up by our data in terms of investors as well as those first home buyers and those people trying to get into the market, um, still pretty active. So, yeah, totally agree. You're all backing up the stuff that we've seen and we've been seeing for a few weeks now. We continue to say at the end of all of these, we're not sure where this is going to go to. You know, we do, we are concerned about what might happen in September, um, although now I see mortgage deferrals could be extended. So, you know, this, this could go on for a little bit longer, um, but certainly that's the time where we're still looking towards saying there still could be some vulnerability in the market. Um, despite all the strength that's happening at the moment, which is no doubt very real and not just anecdotal. Um, yeah. So I mean, from other data last week as well, I know that last week you, oh, sorry, this week you got the pulse out for this week. It's on the mortgage lending activity, which is released by Reserve Bank. So that was out on Friday. You've written up some of that data anyway. So what's what's the big one on those, on the stats that's come from Reserve Bank for mortgage lending purposes? Yeah, the, the stats. So the stats are out on Friday. We'll, we'll put the note out this week, just because nobody had read it on Friday. So um, you know that's that's out this week. But yeah, again, normality, I suppose, is the word. So really strong bounce back in, in lending for June. So there was five point four billion of new loans, which uh, was pretty much on a par with the same month last year. So that was after a couple of weaker months in April and May. So really, again, another indicator showing that we've we've bounced back to to parity in terms of kind of normal activity. Um, Good lending for both owner occupiers and investors. So it's, I guess, you, know, you referred to buy classification. It's, it's picking up on that sort of broad-based interest in the market. Um, still, uh, sort of the feedback we're getting is the banks haven't really changed their attitudes towards high LVR lending, but some signs it's just creeping up a little bit. Obviously, the speed limits don't don't apply anymore, so we don't get as much reporting on that. But just some signs of a creep up there, but it's not anywhere near what those speed limits were. So even though it's creeping up a bit, it's still not you know, anywhere near the, the previous rules. Um, interest only lending kind of pulled back a bit, which is interesting, kind of suggests that um, maybe those people who found themselves in trouble or really worried about their situation have have worked their way through the system and they're, they're on that interest only and now um, you know, there's less demand for that type of product. 
Um, so yeah, overall, it's it was a pretty strong set of numbers, and I guess the overall message is is that um, there's money to lend. You, you've still got to jump through hoops, but but there is there is money there. So different from say that GFC where it was a credit crunch, and this time round the banks have got money, but still rightfully testing people pretty pretty strictly. So um, yeah, look out for the pulse when we get it published. Yeah, so I have the full detail on the pulse, but I think that's a good little summary. And I mean, yeah, on the loan to value ratio restrictions, of course, as we sort of talked about, we didn't think them being you know, taken away was going to impact the market too much because they weren't really a constraint. The key constraint was the income testing, the serviceability test rates. Those are the ones that are slowing the market down or holding the market back from going any, any much further. Um, and that certainly seems to be the case now that we've we've got a bit of data and the banks have been adhering to those or applying those anyway. And I think that's what we've been saying. Um, you know, we know that those serviceability interest rates, six, seven percent, even though you're paying two and a half percent, those are the ones that are stopping people being able to afford to borrow even more than they otherwise could have if they were just being tested. At, you know, not not that they'd ever be tested. I don't think on the actual rates they're going to pay. But even if it was a two or two and a half percent buffer and that four and a half five percent, then that would be quite different to the market, um, which you know maybe the, the bank, the Reserve Bank, would certainly be concerned about. So yeah, maybe no surprises there, but good to see that sort of backed up with data once again. So from an economic data perspective, um, credit card data out last uh, last week as well for um, June. What were the key outtakes there, Calvin? Uh, yeah, not not too much. It's probably a quick one. This really that that's still still weak for international spending, not surprising. We've got no tourists, so, uh, so international credit card spending will be weak. But um, on the domestic side, a bounce back. So the, the, the spending by domestic, or spending on domestically issued credit cards uh, was only 3% lower than a year ago. So again, just like I said, with mortgage lending, it's, it's the same sort of thing that, that you've got some kind of normality and um, you know, it's that domestic bounce back in economic activity has actually been been pretty good so that that credit card spending just fits with a range of other indicators and and um yeah kind of suggests that we're back to some kind of parity at the moment but like you said earlier got to got to look out for those those risks that lie further ahead but yeah for now another good set of results yeah no fair point um good one to note i think as well and so we talked about this week's pulse will be mortgage lending last week's market pulse that you wrote delved into the fact we know sales volumes obviously by the end of the year likely to about 20 to be about 20 percent lower than the previous year um, and really talking about the focus for anyone that's in the industry reliant on transactions the number of transactions that happen in the real estate market when you're really considering how they you know focus on gaining their fair, fair share or fair share of the market um, you know any other any other key stats you want to just talk about briefly yeah Okay, yeah, so uh, yeah, Pulse uh, looking at transaction levels and obviously any business relying on that needs to, uh, for them to grow, needs to increase market share in that quiet market. So that was really the thrust of the article and, and I guess um, identifying some of those opportunities could be around investors, uh, could, could uh, there, you know, remain a decent share of the market in terms of property transactions. And I guess also thinking about uh, regional exposures, you know, there could be some regions that fear better or worse than others in this in this downturn and trying to identify some of those. Our, our analysis we've done, internal work, suggests maybe some of the smaller provincial areas could be a little more resilient, not going to escape altogether, but could be a little more resilient. So businesses looking for market share might want to think about some of those areas. So, so yeah, some interesting stuff in there and um, yeah, go look it up. Yeah, I think that was the really cool thing, right? It's like putting that business hat on and go, we know that across the board, 
everyone's looking to reduce costs, um, but you still want obviously be performing in the market, you still need to be focusing on revenue. And so it's looking at that and going, you know, if we're gonna see a reduction in overall transactions, where can you be smart and sensible to go and get the people that might be more active in the market? And so if you need to tailor your offerings, no matter which part of the industry you're in, whether that's insurance, real estate, banking, whatever, you want to tailor that to the type of people that might be more active right now. Maybe we're saying investors are actually holding quite strong. First time buyers, where they can be, but some of them are going to be constrained. And so really looking at their share, and as you said, regionally as well. So I think that was the key point, and, and I thought it was a really, really useful article to look at too. So good job on that one. And then um, last week, you obviously had the TBNZ crew over on the weekend, mate. I saw that you were on the news, was it yesterday, talking Queenstown rents, or was it Saturday, sorry? Um, and I will include the link to that article um, in the notes as well. But I have to say, great choice of the background, mate. Yes, there was a chart looking at our buyer classification data, but the one with the podcast uh, artwork, well done, well done. Hopefully we've gained a few new followers, and if we have, we will say hello there. Um, but it was a little blurry, so I'm not sure it would have been the perfect thing, but I like, I like your attitude. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll try to promote where we can. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's still weird seeing yourself on TV, but... Um yeah, hopefully we can do a bit more of it. That, you know, if we can uh, get a bit more stuff out there and, and make a few more contacts, we get a few more of those things. So it's it's, it's good to do. And um, yeah, hopefully it went down well. Trying to promote the podcast, uh, whether that worked or not, we, we're not too sure. But yeah, I mean, the tone was all about the the, the problems in Queenstown and the fact that there's some really really striking anecdotes there about how far rents have fallen on particular listings. Um, so that was quite striking, you know, obviously bigger falls than, than maybe what the market average was showing. Um, so, yeah, you know, rise in available property there, fall in demand at the same time. So not surprising that rents are facing some downwards pressure. But, yeah, my my message really, I mean, it's still, let's face it, it's still a great place to go and a great place to live. And, and you know, so so there's, it's still got those those benefits. And so it'll bounce back, just uh, just some pain to get through in the meantime, which we're all sharing in really. I don't think any part of the country will escape. So so yeah, interesting to do and um, hopefully get some more of it. Yeah, as you say, it's always funny necessarily seeing yourself on TV, but also getting all the messages from the friends when you, especially as you said, you were you were out Saturday night, so we're watching it and you're getting all the messages from the mates going, oi, oi, on TV again, eh? Um, but yeah, I think your point, you know, as Queenstown, as you say, you know, that, that, the views there, the incredible, you know, nature of, of Queenstown, it's not going to change. But, you know, over a long period of time, we'd seen strong growth in the market, both rental and overall property market. And so it was bound to have to slow down at the very least at some stage. And that's happening now, which is, yes, of course, COVID tourism inspired um, or instigated. But, yes, yeah, certainly, you know, people are going to still find the attractiveness of Queenstown and want to go back there, want to live there. You know, need to work there at some stage in the future whenever we can get tourists coming over for you know those strong winter seasons, but also through summer. So um, you know, we'll come back, but yeah, it might take a wee while, especially depending how long these borders stay closed for. So yeah, really interesting one. There's going to be lots of focus on it. We know it was you know the first question we got from everyone when this first happened was what's going to happen in Queenstown. You know, we knew that rental market would be a really interesting one tied into the short-term rental sector maybe switching to long-term, what that might mean for rental prices. And that certainly seems to be the case, as you said, with those anecdotes that were coming from some of the agencies down there. So not a huge surprise, but again, as we always say, great for the data put to it. Nice to have the camera crew turn up at your place and, and get the cool logic take on it. So nice work there, mate. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see more and more of that in the future. Um, anyway, so yeah, good work. Yeah, nice to do. 
And um, all right, mate, well then let's, let's look ahead what's coming up. I know that the key one for us this week, I know you got the market pulse coming out on the, the stats from Reserve Bank, but the big one for me is our release of our quarterly report. And look, I'm going to be perfectly frank here. We, I truly can't talk this up enough. Um, you know, my, my sort of take, and I've been talking to our marketing team about this, you know, it really is one for the archives, you know, one that you'll look back on in future and sort of disbelief going back to this time, this Q2, because to me, this is the time where we've gone, let's encapsulate everything that's related to the property market and economy in Q2, straight after the onset of COVID-19, borders being shut, you know, lockdown happening over that crazy three-month period, you know, end of March right through to, you know, most of June or part of June, crazy quarter. And, you know, just really see what that looks like and put the data to it, put the charts to it, get some commentary, take the time. And I know this has been your baby for the last couple of weeks. So I do want to say outstanding stuff. Once that's released, we'll make sure we get it out there. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week, but it is, you know, a wicked report. I can't recommend it enough. Anyone listening, you should go and get your copy of it. Put a little, you know, bookmark on yours so you can go and check what's happened. And, and um, we'll give you a great reference document over the next couple of weeks, let alone a couple of years to look back and see what did happen over this time. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, um, but just want to say well done on that one, mate. Yeah, no worries. Uh, as, as always, uh, team effort. So um, um, certainly not just me and, and you know, takes a lot of people across CoreLogic, yourself included. Um, and so, yes, yeah, it's, it's just a real good, real good central place for everything. And a lot of the things we've added in this time, like, say, the New Zealand Activity Index, uh, we're not just going to, Stop looking at because Q2 is ended. You know that that will remain something we're going to monitor, especially. You know we've still got, as we've talked about, those those risks further ahead for the rest of the year. So, yeah, a lot of those things we'll keep looking at and um, yeah, keep monitoring. So, so that yeah, out later in the week, and and I think it will be just a good, real good um, reference document for this crazy time. Yeah, now bang on, you're right. So it's as across the business, of course. You know, great design work on the report and number of people who who uh, who do feed into it. And of course, it's not only possible with um, all the great data that we get access to, whether that's core logic proprietary stuff or stuff we get externally and then just trying to make sense of it. So yeah, no, good call out mates. And yeah, certainly one of our, my, the most, one of the documents that I'm the most proud of for the business to create as well. So looking forward to lead that one to market and certainly hope we get a bit of coverage for it too. Um, otherwise from an economic perspective, mate, I've got about three or four things I can see this week coming up. Do you want to give us a quick download of the things you're looking out from, from economic data perspective this week? Yeah, the, the first one is the, the paid jobs, Stats New Zealand monthly measure of paid jobs, which um, fell 1.6% in April and then bounced back half. About half of that was was uh, recovered in uh, May, so it was back up 0.8% in May. So we're still down a little bit from where we were, but uh, and, and who knows what, what will happen in the next set of results. They're due out tomorrow, but it could well be like, like everything else that we're back to some kind of parity. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if, if there's been a a few more hires done and, and we're back to kind of where we were. So so that, that will be out tomorrow could, or uh, Tuesday, depending on when you listen. Um, so that will be an interesting one to, to uh, take note of. And then, yeah, the foreign buyer stats um, from Stats New Zealand are due out tomorrow, Tuesday as well. And I think probably same old really on these. So this will be uh, purchasing and selling activity by people without citizenship or residency in Q2. And we've seen for a while now since that ban that that those numbers have fallen away to low levels and there's actually been a bit of net selling by those those people. So uh, I'd be surprised if, if that changed in, in Q2. It'll probably remain the case and you know, they'll get a little bit of coverage, but not too much, I would imagine. 
Uh, and then building consent figures are due out on Thursday. Um, so this will be June's building consent figures again, like everything else, fell away during lockdown and, and showed, showed a little bit of a rebound in May. Could well be again that we're back to some kind of parity in June's figures. I think on the on the construction figures though, um, the longer term outlook, unfortunately, is probably a little bit subdued given given the demand pressures that are going to be coming through. People you know, lost their jobs here and there, and, and, and perhaps not as confident to build a house. We've heard from uh, a guy called Mike Blackburn, who's a local management consultant here in Christchurch, that that the builders he speaks to are certainly pretty cautious about about the long-term outlook there so um yeah no surprises and so june could be stronger but there, there is that nervousness out there for the longer term and then finally um confidence building uh, business and consumer confidence for uh june from um from anz and again probably you know some kind of rebound still still lowish but a, a continued rebound and um yeah Good to see if, if those if those are the upturns. Um, so yeah, busy week for data. Last week was perhaps a bit quiet, but this week this week pretty busy. Yeah, no, great great rundown, mate. And yeah, I think that certainly you know that that overall theme of back to norm certainly seems like it'll be likely across most of those um, data data releases that are coming out. Um, certainly around that confidence one, you know, it does just seem there's so much confidence back in the market, both from a business and a consumer perspective. But we do, you know, note there are still there are still, you know, um, alerts coming out now. You know, the news alerts about more job vacant, more job redundancies and things too. So we do have to know we're still not through through all of it, um, and we're still seeing those businesses take the opportunity to look at their cost structures and things too, which seems to be continuing on, um, despite the fact that yeah, people might be mostly mostly confident in their continue to want to buy property, um, and that's bearing out in those those stats as well. So. Yeah, I think those are all, all good ones to, to obviously take note of and certainly the building perspective, as we've noted before, the government's certainly very interested in what's going on in that part of the market. We don't want to see buildings drop away, uh, building consents drop away. We want to make sure that we continue to build because we can't deal with another downturn like we saw following the global financial crisis where we didn't build anything and took a long way to ramp that sector back up. So they're certainly continuing to watch for any indicators they can and, and hear some of those anecdotes as well. So I think you know, those building consent figures, if they do come back to parity, it'll be very interesting. But yeah, how long it lasts is the other side of the coin. So we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah. Mate. All right, mate. Well, um, anything else or uh, that, that is for today, you reckon? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, as I said, another busy week for data. So yeah, we'll be seeing how it all turns out and whether we've got uh, normality. Too right. Too right. Yeah, another cracker day here. So I'm hoping to get out for a run at lunchtime. So that'll be... That'll be quite nice, but otherwise we'll leave it there. And uh, I want to say thank you again for all your insight, mate. And thanks for listening. Please do subscribe, rate, review, and send us any questions or thoughts as well. Keen to get any feedback on, on you know, things you're interested in and how the, how the podcast is going for you. We're available on Twitter, LinkedIn, email as well. Um, I'll have those links as well as any other interesting links from stuff we've talked about today within the podcast play you listen to. So please do get in touch. Otherwise, we'll leave it there and say thank you. We will speak to you next week. Bye.